Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome back to More To It, the show that takes a deep dive into the biggest stories in sports, entertainment, and culture. Start with headline news, and then we journey into those deeper conversations, always finding those life lessons that are presented in every single story. I'm your host, Marcel Swally. Dad, dude, loving life today because I'm loving this show today. Oh, you can't write this stuff that we're going to cover today, man. You ain't going to find it anywhere else. And this is hilarious, man. We know we had a big weekend of not only the NFL draft, but also the NBA playoffs. And all that was amazing. But before we start this show, I want to thank you guys for your viewership on Brinks TV. I want to thank you for your membership on YouTube and Wiley's World. But we always start off with, what's up with that dude, man? Woo! I can't have too many weekends like this one, boy. It was eventful. We lost our first game in basketball, lost a little of my voice in the process because I was trying to get them itty-bitties to play up to their potential. Uh, just a little off our game. The other team was damn good as well. Look forward to seeing them again. But my boy MJ saw an inbound pass coming, went for the steal, went up high to get it, and got clipped in the air as a father. As a coach, I saw it in slow-mo, and I'm watching my son as he's going, gets clipped, and now I know here comes the pain, and he hits his butt first, hits his back first, after his butt, and then he hits his head. Thank God he got that big-ass afro, so that softened the blow, but whoo, my son, when he gets hurt, he wants them all to be a 10. Like, he's not rooting for me. He just gets hysterical because he's so sensitive and he's, he's usually just so in control of things, right? So when he gets hurt, that is something that is just, like, so damning to him. And he just screams, ah! Like, it could be the hangnail and it could be, oh, my God, he might be concussed. Same scream. Ah! And so I'm, like, I'm registering it as I'm going up to him, trying to be calm, but at the same time, obviously overly concerned he was fine he walked it off had to sit out the game for a while came back mad came back 
angry, came back like gangster. And boy, it was a good thing to see him respond like that. But it wasn't good to see my boy in the air about to land that hard. Other than that, we went to the Monster Jam show at SoFi Stadium. That was insane. All our kids there, a couple families with us as well. We had a ball. If you haven't been to a Monster Jam truck show, go. No matter what your age is, no matter what your fan level is of Monster Trucks, there is nothing crazier than seeing a 12,000-pound truck doing a flip right in your face and the sound effects and the visuals next level. I mean, 80 years old all the way down to eight months years old. You see them in there. It's an amazing thing. Um, we played a football game. We won. This was probably our best football game ever. 34 to zero at half. Second half, we had all the guys who never get the ball, get the ball. They're running backwards. They're running to their parents at the snack stand. They have no idea how to play football, but it was one of those games. And then all my starters were getting mad. They were like, dude, this is the type of game I want to play it all the way. I was like, did y'all watch the NFL? When they're up big, they let the starters rest. Relax, guys. That was fun. Finally, my wife is gone. She's filming. She's in Spain for a week. Yeah, the good, the bad, and ugly of your wife leaving, brother. The good is, okay, the kids are listening because there's only one voice. They can't manipulate. They can't go between us anymore. So what I say goes, this is law coming out of my mouth. I love that. The bad is, you got a lot more stuff to do. I got to do everything. This morning, I almost forgot their water bottles. I packed their lunches, had the backpacks fixed. I had their sleep sacks. I had everything. Where are the water bottles? Damn it. Usually the wife is there to chip in on that, right? Or handle that. So that's the bad of it. The ugly is, it's just the first day, y'all. <laughs> I got five more of these suckers. It's about to get ugly around these parts. My kids might miss school at the end of the week. They're going to be just chilling with me, hanging out. We're going to just be in the backyard playing. I don't know. But all good, man. I'm glad she's out there doing her thing, doing her duck thistle. All right, let's get into this topic right here because I want to keep it lighthearted. I want this show to always be something that we can go to and you be like, yo, Wiley will talk about it because really I will talk about everything. But this one got me feeling a little dirty. This one got me feeling a little filthy over here. So let's play this game. We might start calling these topics nothing, something, or everything, right? I want to know if this is nothing, something, or everything. Let's talk about Lucas Van Ness's dad. Who's Lucas Van Ness? Well, he just got drafted 13th overall in the first round, right? So we know he is. What, he's a linebacker or something going to Green Bay. And his daddy on camera now, because you know your son just got drafted pretty high too. So his dad smacks his girlfriend's butt, not once, but twice on national live television. I want y'all to check that out. Okay. So we saw that. Is that nothing, something, or everything? To me, that's certainly something. Because I've been in that predicament before when I'm around someone who is not my lady. One. Two. I've been around a situation where I'm like, okay, I know where the boundaries are and whether it's me being the father, me being the boyfriend or me even thinking for the lady in this scenario, yo, we got to go through these roles. Okay. So if you're the father, why are you smacking the girl butt? <laughs> like, like what kind of cool y'all got? What kind of friendship? What kind of homie is it? What kind of relationship you have where you do that? Cause the first person I assume your wife. You ain't even do that to your wife. And then if you want to really go here, watch the other arm. Watch the other hand, not the smacking hand. Watch the other hand. 
Uh, that hand wasn't innocent as well. It was kind of one of them slow releases. Um, anything, anything about this that made me think this was crazy was the fact that he even went there comfortably on national TV in his son's biggest moment. And then the girlfriend, obviously in that moment, maybe she didn't think twice about it, or maybe she like, I can't set it off in this moment because the world is watching. And she happens to be the sister of Bears tight end Cole Kunit. So it's kind of crazy. Like, all right, she's been around the game before. I'm not getting this. Am I blowing this out of proportion? No, because it's been blown out of proportion online. That's how I found the story in the first place. I want to know if we blowing this out of proportion. And more than that, what if you were in the father's shoes? Could you even justify this? What would you say? Oh, man, that was nothing. What you talking about? And I'm like, if it was nothing, why does it look like something? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's so much body part, so much body. There's so much torso. You know, the girl's head's up. Like, you can't smack her on the head. You smack her on the ass. Eh. All right, so what if you're the son and you catch this? You're like, you all right, daddy? Like, what you trying to do? Get old man sneak in? That's the old man sneak. Everybody know the old man sneak. Yeah, girl. Yeah, girl. You, tra- you crazy. Maybe it's that. What if you're the girlfriend? You know that I had to catch you. I know. When I'm sitting somewhere, I could be at Dave and Buster's, and somebody walk up, hey, Marcellus. First thing I'm like, all right, they said my name. Let me see if I know them or not. Where did they just touch me? (laughs) Like, seriously, especially post-pandemic, where did you touch me, right? And what if you are Cole? What if you are Cole for the Bears, and you watching, oh, he got drafted. That's cool. That's cool. That ain't cool what he just did to my sister. Like, tell me, for real. This is for the comments. This is lighthearted. This ain't that serious. I hope not. Is this nothing? Is this something? Or is this everything? Because I feel disgusted even watching that. I would never do that. If MJ get drafted, trust me, his girlfriend, fine. I ain't tapping that ass. Crazy. And let's take a journey into Wiley's world to one of my former teams, the Dallas Cowboys. How do you like them Cowboys? Boy, Cowboys are winning some fans over, at least in an emotional column, with what they did this weekend on Saturday. Now, I like the draft, but I ain't gonna lie. I just watch it for the high-level spectacle of it, right? I like to watch the beginning of the first round, and I swear to y'all, by mid-first round, I'm tapped out. I don't think I've ever watched a day two, day three from the beginning. It's been background noise. It's been on the two before, but me, focused with intent, I'm not the one. You guys may be the one, so I missed this moment. But I'm glad I was able to see it later. And now let's talk through it. Because on Saturday, Cowboys six-round selection created a special moment for one of the team's personnel. Yes, let's talk about it. The 212th overall pick was used on Kansas State running back Deuce Vaughn, who's the son of the Cowboys' assistant director of college scouting Chris Vaughn. Let's talk through that. Wow. You imagine, and we don't have to imagine, we actually have video here to show you guys that epic moment. Check it out. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Hey, it's going good. This is Dad. My phone wasn't working. Look at here, man. You want to come to work with me next week? <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got somebody want to speak to. And I've been speaking for everybody that's really in the heart of the Dallas Cowboys is standing here with a tear in our eye. We're so happy to have you on the Dallas Cowboys. 
I can't thank you enough. Well, what I really want to say, you earned every ounce of me being able to make this call. I'm so excited. There's just something magical about this moment that may be bigger than we even realize here talking to you on the phone. But you is now a Dallas Cowboy. Your daddy just handed the card in. Right here. Yes, sir. It's got him on it. Congratulations. Man. Woo! I mean, look, they say never, ever want to be somebody else, but I can't lie to y'all. Who wouldn't want to be right there in that moment? Chris Vaughn calling Deuce Vaughn, his son, who he has seen from itty-bitty status to putting on his flags in his first padded practice and being there for him the entire journey, those dinner table conversations that he was privy to having because, wow, my daddy is in the NFL as a scout and I am trying to make it and just passing down gym after gym to his son to the point where he got in position to get drafted and now is a Dallas Cowboy exactly where his father works. Now what his father does, you guys got to understand a college scout is one thing, but a pro scout, whole different animal, a pro scout, my God, because now they have to cover all of those college guys who are trying to get drafted. A lot of big names out there. So some part of it is easier to digest because when you're scouting in college, you got to scout the high schoolers. You got to be where your feet are. You got to go to them. It's hard to scout high schoolers, but in college, it's a little different, right? So you can talk about his job position. Travel is a must, but not to the same extent that you're thinking in a conventional way. But daddy, Mr. Gamer too. Let's just say that. Daddy was gone on the road here and there. All of that said, he was doing it to put food on the table and to live out his dreams. But his son's dreams now materialize at the same location as where dad is working. I love that, man. The joy of being a parent and watching your kid just make any dream a reality is something that we all desire, right? But when it gets that narrow to actually doing exactly what you do, Oh, you got something special. This is an insane moment here. We were passing around in the group text and Cass was hitting back with the emoji of the tear and just, I mean, it was just heartfelt. It was just heartwarming. I give you all of that. And it's funny. It made me think about my situation right now, not for my son going pro. Cause y'all know I ain't thinking that way for real. I'm just trying to make sure whatever the hell he does, he does it up to his greatest capability. That's it. If it's pro, it's pro. If it's just being an artist, it's an artist. If it's a teacher, it's a teacher, seriously. But right now, I am coaching him, and he is damn good. And guess, look at my staff. Imagine how these moments can happen over and over. Check out my staff right there. As I'm coaching my kids, I got Reggie Bush as my assistant coach. And you see Reggie there and his sons on the team. And then Damian Marza, who we call Fatback, Fats. He played pro ball. He got, he got him an opportunity in the league, and he went to Cal Berkeley, high-level football player as well. Oh, let's talk about my basketball team as well. Jesse Buss is my assistant coach. Who is Jesse Buss? One of the owners of the Los Angeles Lakers. And it's crazy. We're not even thinking like, wow, Chris Vaughn to a Deuce Vaughn. We're thinking about making sure our kids get the proper foundation. But imagine if that actually blossomed into a situation like that. Like imagine if Jesse is like, damn, one day his son is actually playing for the Lakers. You know, that's crazy. If I were able to go to a Charger game, season tickets, and my son was running out the damn tunnel, I'd be like, what just 
happen. Like literally, I swear y'all, I got a little, you know that internal tear? You always get like a, a pre-tear. The pre-tear that come before the real one, my pre-tear was about to come out, y'all. God, Lee, that would feel amazing. This is what I'm talking about. And so when all of this stuff culminates and it comes together, man, it's important that we celebrate those moments because we understand in this world a lot of times we always focus in on the negative or the demise and not necessarily on the rise and the things that really get us up in the morning and really get us motivated. The things that make me want to take care of three little kids right now while my wife is in Spain wearing brand names and shopping. And you know why you do all that? So one day your kids can just grow up and be who they can be. And in this situation, be exactly where you are. I have to thank you guys for your viewership on Brinks TV and your membership on YouTube as we are a part of Wiley's world. Well, somebody who's now part of the NFL world but had to wait a little longer than expected is my man Will Levis, who we can call Levi's because he better be tough right now because, boy, he was sitting there in that green room struggling as anybody would and as everybody should. Let's talk about what happened to Will Levis in this draft and his demise. That $24 million that was lost between where he was projected to go as high as number two overall and where he ended up going. Okay, so there was a less than 0.1% chance of not getting drafted in the first round of the NFL draft according to the odds makers. Y'all hear that? 99.99% chance he was going to go in the first round and he did not. So, now he's sitting there in the green room and we get it. You know when you show up. I don't even know if they make him sign a disclaimer and it's crazy because when I was getting drafted, I actually was asked to go to the NFL draft. And I thought that they were trying to play with me because Look, that's for the guys who really, really going to get drafted. Orlando Pace my year or Warwick Dunn. I was like, yeah, they go. But me go? I was like, nah, y'all trying to make a feel-good story go bad. I was like, nope. Mess around, get me up there. And I end up going 52? That's lower than Will Levis. Oh, my God. I don't know if I got enough acting skills to play that off. So I'm glad I didn't take that offer. But I don't know if they make them sign something and say, hey, look, man, you know you're on live TV, you can't leave, et cetera, et cetera, because, whoa, it's so defeating to watch these guys go through the moment as we watched him. But the TV networks are not there to make sure that you feel good. They're just there to portray. They're just there to capture whatever you give them, right? And what he gave us in that moment obviously was tough to see. But what did the TV networks do as well? Do you know that Will Levis was shown on television 29 more times than any other player, 37 times total? Okay, part of that, you could say, well, he was waiting, and we were thinking he was going to go higher, so they're going to keep going to him to check in because you should be gone already. I give you that. But when you get to the realization like, yo, he's not gone. He's still right here in the green room. What do you think? Is the television network's mindset and what should its mindset be in terms of how many times are we going to check in on his despair? How many times are we going to check in on this guy falling? Because we got a fascination with destruction, right? Like, be real about it. We know in this world, the only thing we like to see more than someone climb is somebody fall. And I don't even know. It's not even a rooting interest. It's just like, look, if you're just driving down the street, you see a car accident. 
Why is there all of a sudden traffic? It's not just because you can't get around because everybody is taking a look, right? You see two people on the street corner. They yelling. All of a sudden fists start flying. You know what you're doing? You're not driving away most times. You're actually sitting there like, what the hell? It's crazy. I remember when I was growing up and a couple times there were like shootouts and you could just tell that, yo, hmm, I see a lot of blue. see a lot of red. I see a lot of brown. I see a lot of purple. All these little sub gangs. I was like, yo, this ain't going to mix. This ain't crayons. This ain't Crayola. Them colors don't go together right here. And then next thing you know, you hear it. Well, I heard it because I didn't see it because I was gone. Like, I'm not the one to sit there and be like, I'm going to wait to see this happen. And I know how this is going to end. Either it's going to end peacefully, my assumption, or it's going to end in some back, 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 and I ain't going to be around to know it or to see it or to be around that. So we were around Will Levis falling down. And what was the mindset of all those capturing it? And why do they do that? Now, why did he fall? People were like, ah, you know the rumor mill. You got to take a lot of this with a grain of salt, but at the same time, it does actually play out in real life, in real time. People said he was a bad teammate. You were hearing about that, right? Ryan Leafish, in a sense, so kind of like a little more of a me guy at the quarterback position. Now, the quarterback position gets judged differently than any other position because they get paid the most and of the leadership qualities you desire at that position. So... You could be a normal football player, a normal teammate, but when you get graded on the quarterback scale, that is not looked at as something ideal. It's like, oh, like a football player, a running back, a linebacker, we make a play, hey, woo, hey, they over there doing the scissors dance and the gritty and all that stuff, right? You do that. If a quarterback had the nerve to do any part of that, Get his ass up out of here. And then when it comes to recommendations, sucks. Selfish. You know what I mean? And that's how they treat those guys. So I take it with a grain of salt. I also take it with a grain of salt because around the draft, everyone's trying to poison the well who's not number one. Because if you're number one, I don't give a damn what y'all say. I got the first pick. But after that, you got an incentive to poison the well, not only for your first pick to manipulate in the first round, but Second rounds, cats fall, right? Georgia linebacker fell to number 30. So, hmm, Nola Harrison, he dropping all the way down to 30. You're like, damn, how does that happen? Sometimes people actually drink from that poison well and buy into some of that BS. So, Will Levis had a bad rap that spread like wildfire that fast. And then also, some teams just don't need a quarterback. Let's just be real. like, And they don't even need a quarterback that is as good as a Will Levis as he's projected because they don't want to put pressure. They don't want it in the building. They don't want to just groom them to trade them. They need an actual player to come make an impact, not a sick ass backup, right? Oh, we got the best backup in the world. Does he play? No, but he's great. He's trade bait. Like, eh, not every team is in it for that. So it was a little from column A, little from column B, little from column C. But what Will Levis got to see was nothing that he desired. So Felt bad for the dude, but my only advice for him is simple. No matter where you get drafted, outside of the money, it's a hard reset. Oh, you ain't getting that $24 million back. You can make that plus. You can make that 10 times. You can make that 20 times. But that 24 gone. You just lost that from hello. That was a bad start by you. But it doesn't mean you can't finish this race and win this race. It's called being an NFL draft choice. All of us come in, and now it's a hard reset. Oh, don't think so? 
think you a top pick, Jamarcus Russell, and it's all good? Mm-hmm. Saw how that turned out. Or Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. See how that's going for him now, trending up, right? Or undrafted and be a guy who makes some noise. So no matter where you get drafted, that's fun. That's the party. That's the fanfare, the family. Yay! Now it's time to get to work. And let's see how Will Levis works this time. Is he going to be tough like them Levi's? Or he going to be in there looking sad-faced like we saw him in that green room? Thank you guys for all your viewership on Brinks TV and your membership on YouTube in Wiley's World. Let's talk about a sad story here. No other way to talk about this. Buccaneers linebacker Shaq Bear's daughter, Araya, drowned in a swimming pool at her family's home in Tampa Bay, Florida on Sunday. All right. Here's the quote. Today's tragic news is heartbreaking for all members of the Buccaneers family. Our thoughts and prayers are with Shaq, his wife Jordana, and the entire Barrett family during this unimaginably difficult time. While no words can provide true comfort at a time such as this, we offer our support and love as they begin to process this very profound loss of their beloved Araya. Woo! Okay, let's get the facts out there first. According to the reported police statement, officers were sent to the Barrett's home in response to a call that a child had fallen into a pool Sunday morning around 9.30 Eastern time. Araya was taken to a hospital and later pronounced dead. It is not believed to be suspicious in nature at this time, but a purely accidental and tragic incident. Araya was the youngest of the four Barrett children. Okay, while we're talking matter of fact let's talk about this situation and this one hits home for me in many a ways and unimaginably is the perfect word they used in there because you can't imagine and as a parent you don't want to imagine i've i've tried to think through this story i try to be empathetic in terms of thinking how they're going through this process right now and then i stop myself short i literally will not conceive this and it's crazy because my daughter, my four-year-old's name is Araya as well. And let me just take you back in, in terms of really going through this story. So I was a part of an organization, let's say, 10 years ago. And the organization was about wellness and health and it's still around. But the point of the story was... They wanted to do a, a charity challenge and they wanted to raise awareness and funds around swimming. In particular, changing the narrative of swimming from it being a physical activity and fun activity to a life-saving skill. You get the difference? Swimming is thought of as, oh, I like to swim, I like to have fun, etc. Physical activity, stay in shape, uh, have fun with the kids, splash around, etc. They wanted to change that narrative or enhance it to, no, swimming actually saves lives. And what inspired them, what inspired me to do what I did in support of that organization was this. There was a drowning and I think up to seven people drowned in a lake. And as the story was told to me, there were three or four kids just sitting there around the lake and then went too far into the lake. None of those three or four kids could swim. Now, at this lake, they were having like a family reunion, a gathering. So then you see three or four kids who went too far in the lake. Now, all of a sudden, they're drowning. And then those adults all gathered there at this reunion 
couldn't swim as well. But three of them jumped in in the attempt of saying, well, I'm bigger than the kids. You know, I'm older than the kids. Maybe I can grab the kids and get back, but didn't know how to swim themselves. Seven, as it was told to me, died in that moment. The rest of the family members, knowing that they couldn't swim, didn't even jump in to try and attempt. And all of them drowned in that moment. When I heard that story, obviously, I feel like you guys feel right now, like, wow. And I said, I got to do something about that. In part because the narrative is that black people who can't swim, don't like to swim, etc. Messes up their hair or they just don't like to swim. They don't have access to the pools and the resources. They didn't grow up with a pool in the backyard. Whatever it was, I knew that a person that looked like me could make an even greater impact because of that narrative, right? But more than that, I didn't care the color. I didn't care the background. I cared that I could help raise awareness and then all of a sudden make it more mindful for all adults that they learn to swim and that they teach their kids how to swim. So in our household, we, since the age of six months old, every one of our kids has participated in the ISR, which is an intense swim resource class. Now, it is pricey, I can't lie to you guys. I won't lie, it's intense in terms of the specialized training. But what comes from it is your kid will be able to float my six-month-old kids were able to float for as long as 15 minutes in time to you rescue them or you to be alerted that they are out there in the pool with no supervision, etc. They can float to the side of the pool, get themselves out. They can float in the middle of the pool screaming until you get there. Or they can float and get themselves out. Crazy, right? Now, that's not the only way that you can obviously teach your kids how to swim. You can just take your kids down to a local YMCA or anywhere where there's a public pool and talk about some of the swim resources they have. Because last time I checked, most places have them, right? Just a swim class to teach your kids how to swim. Because as a parent, you can get caught up in the trap of thinking if your kid's around a pool, you'll watch your kids and then everything will be fine. That's not how it goes. Let me give you guys some stats and some facts on this because this is so important that we finally address this. And unfortunately, we have to do it in this way. Do you know in the United States, more children ages one through four die from drowning than any other cause of death? From five to 14, it is the number two cause of death behind unintentional motor vehicle crashes, right? You get it. All right. Everybody gets in the car, I mean, in a car with a kid. They put on the seat belts. They're in the car seats, etc. See how mindful you are when you put a kid in the car? Car seat. Well, it has to be the same thing when you have your kids around water, lake, pond, pool, etc. They have to be able to know how to swim, how to escape, how to survive, right? And it's not just kids. What's crazy because Adults are also at risk as well. 4,000 fatal unintentional drownings, 11 a day. 11 people die a day from drowning, not just kids, adults. Are you kidding me? 8,000 non-fatal drownings, near-death experiences in the water. So what did I do to raise awareness for this charity? And I was scared. I was so terrified of doing this. I never wanted to swim in the ocean. 
Like, I could do some body surfing, boogie board, and all that. But when you start going past the pier, I was like, dog, nah. Only thing going past the pier is the hook on my fishing rod. I'm throwing it out there. That's all I got. I am not going that far. I was just terrified. Especially the Pacific Ocean. You put your hand under the water, you don't see your hand anymore. Not at the Bahamas, y'all. You look, you're like, this is dirty. What is under there? I'm thinking of all the sea creatures, etc. Terrified, literally, of going past the pier. I'm that guy. But for this, I had to swim one mile in the ocean, which meant I had to go out and we left from Manhattan Beach and then we went to Venice Beach. So I ended up swimming a little more than that. Manhattan Beach, LA people will know this is, to Venice Beach, it's a little bit of a trek. And I'm not driving, y'all. I'm swimming. And I did it to bring national awareness, which we did, to organizations that try to support those who are thinking about saving kids' lives in the water. So I did it. And terrified, yes, I did. But I raised their awareness, etc. All you guys out there got to understand the difficulties of what they're going through right now, the Barrett family. I mean, I don't even want to talk about the scenarios and the ways that they're going to have to move forward. Like, how do you even go in your backyard again? How do you ever step in that pool again? You never get over this. I mean... It's just unfortunate. And what's happened in this conversation is two things. Um, You see people are saying, okay, empathetically, and that's it. Wow, what a devastating loss. And then there's some people saying, uh, but they're at fault, right? And it's interesting when you start talking about that. The difference in between blame and responsibility in this situation, right? We have to be more responsible. I do not want to blame in this situation anybody because it can happen to anybody. Give you an example. You ever go out with your kids, you go to one of these theme parks or something else, whatever it may be, and no one ever goes there with the intention of losing their kids. But there are always those moments where you're like, so we dress our kids up always in bright colors. And even then, there's been a time or two where MJ hit a corner and I'm like, you got to stay in my sight line, right? Let's just be real about this, parents. You're like, hey, we're in public. Next to me or in front of me, right? You just got to do those things. Well, what about the pool? What about swimming? You know your kid can't swim? You got to address that. I'm not sure in this situation if the kid could swim or not. But the point is, it's unfortunate what happened, and this is the result. Let's learn from it, right? And unlearn some behaviors of, Ah, I'm good. I don't need to know how to swim. I just stay away from the water. My father, 76 years old, he doesn't know how to swim. Every time I talk about it, doesn't want to know how to swim. His remedy now is I just stay away from the water. Not only does he stay away from the water, he loses out on all those experiences in the water and around the water. But that's his choice. But we can do something different. We can make a better choice. I want us to make that choice. And spread the word, man. Just tell everybody, hey, bro, it's time to unlearn that BS about not knowing how to swim, whatever that may be, those narratives, et cetera, make sure we support this. So in this moment, do not blame. Just be more responsible. You know, it's like all of us in the game together. Sometimes you make a bad play. Sometimes things happen to you. In that moment, you've got to learn from it. But I don't think there's a lesson that the Bears can learn right now that's going to ever heal that heart, heal that hole that they have in their heart. Prayers out to them, thoughts out to them, love out to them, um, support them. And I think the best thing you can do for them right now, other than offering that love, is to make sure you're more responsible in your circle. Make sure that your people, including you, know how to swim. All right, y'all. Y'all know how we end every show with a Wiley-ism.
We don't stop playing because we grow old. We grow old because we stop playing. Damn it. That's right. Well, I don't know if that's true in football for me. retired, But nah, man, I love that. We don't stop playing because we grow old. And this is real. This is happening to me right now. Let me tell you how life goes. When you, when you, you know, you're a little kid, you can do everything. You're like a dog. You don't even got to stretch to run. You just, I, my seven-year-old MJ just take off running. I'm like, damn, that's full speed. He just went from grabbing his backpack, eating on the apple, drop both of them. Why you drop your food? And he could do that. And you can do that till you're like in your twenties or so. Then sometime in your twenties, we all know, and you got to start thinking about what you're about to do, right? Whatever it is. And maybe not a lot, but it's starting to introduce itself. Hey, you said you were just going to go play that pickup game. Why don't you just do 10 toe touches, right? <laughs> in your thirties, you're like, do 10 toe touches. Get there five minutes early, warm up on the treadmill. In your forties, uh, should you still be going, right? And I'm at that age right now where I want to play pickleball, tennis, even a little basketball run, just because I know I'm always the number one draft pick. And then in the second game, they try to kick me off the team to my cap reasons because I suck. But the point being, I want to do all those things. And then my body is yelling at me more and more, louder and louder. No, shut it down. Don't play. And that's how you grow old. Because you see all those people, those hunchback old people that walk around like this, is because somehow, some way, they gave in to the pain. They gave in to those limitations. You can do it. Literally, you'd be like, yo, I'm hurting. I ain't gonna work out today. And then your body is sitting there like, damn, dog, upstairs to your mind. Won't you just force us to do it, dog? And then if you don't, your body hardens, hardens, hardens. And then next thing you know, you're the hunchback of Notre Dame, damn it. <laughs> Your ass is just, and you can't get out of that. So while you still have the power, you got to power through it. Don't forget that. We don't stop playing because we grow old. We grow old because we stop playing. All right, y'all. That's going to do it for more to it. Check the show notes for all the information on our topics today. Today! Y'all want to keep the conversation going? Let's talk. Find me on all socials at Marcel Swally. More to it is a production. Dan Patrick Productions, That Dude Entertainment, and Workhouse Media. Show is executive produced by Dan Patrick, Marcel Swally, Paul Anderson, and Nick Pinella. Marcel Swally, that dude. Thanks for listening, y'all. Thanks for all the love. Subscriptions, five-star ratings, reviews, membership program, MarcelSwally.com, ProjectTransition.org. You guys are all in with me. That dudes, dudes, and that dudes, divas. I am working this because it's funny. We got that new show coming where y'all gonna be on the show. It's y'all show, members show. So what y'all want to do? Let's do it. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it coming. There's more coming from more to it. Talk to y'all hella soon. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. 
It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.